0: Chakra Girl Radio with Amberly Lyons is an uncut look into the lives of today's influencers to create real conversation about spirituality, modern girl problems, and the balance between vodka and green juice. Gurus and Gucci, we're getting real about the chaos, mistakes, and meltdowns that come along with success. Here's your main Chakra Girl, Amberly Lyons. Welcome back to Chakra Girl Radio. This is Amberly Lyons, your main chakra girl, and we are on a mission to make the world more consciously chic and connected, one activated chakra at a time. Today, we have a very fun guest. We have a male guest, which is super rare here on the show, <laughs> Joel Primus. He's a serial entrepreneur and new author. He's the founder of Cosan Travel, which is a travel clothing company with a human rights mission, and he's the co-founder of 5D, which is a DTC acquisition company building a portfolio of synergistic brands to help them scale. He just wrote his first book, Getting Naked, The Bare Necessities of Entrepreneurship and Startup. He's also my old boss from when I had a job <laughs> job. And you guys don't worry, he's not the guy that I tell all those awful stories about. He was the nice one and we've become great friends. So, <laughs> no prejudgments, guys. Welcome to the show, Joel.
1: Thank you. You answered my very first question. I wanted to know if I was the boss because my wife has taken your course. And Oh no. <laughs> She's like, it's there's Alex. this boss. <laughs> <It's Alex. laughs> Well, that's that's a little bit less. <laughs> I'm just
0: gonna tell the story. I tell, so I uh the girl from Mala Collective. So I had her on the show. And the first time her name is Ashley. Why can't I think of her last name? Ashley something. Um first time I had her on the show. I told her that the first time that I met her was like through naked because we were going to share an office space with them. And Alex was like, made me drive him first off (laughs) and like was so rude to me in front of her and was like, did you book my flights? And did you, you're just trying to sound like a big man in front of this pretty girl. So like this, so I like shut it down. (laughs) Um, And that's when I was like, okay, I need to quit. (laughs)
1: <laughs> well, but I, I, how have I gone this long without knowing that story I, I don't know that's like 10 years ago we've been friends like that whole time
0: I know I know why have we, why has this not come out in one of our wine conversations
1: <laughs> well well Alex plays a major role in the book so maybe maybe (laughs) if you've heard this podcast and read the book you'll have this whole new impression of him
0: but in alex's defense we are also friends now and we've um yeah we've become good friends as well he's
1: a a lovely man and we all have our evolutions right
0: exactly he's a lovely (laughs) man oh so funny okay (laughs) we're gonna share what we're most excited about today I'm just excited that it's the weekend, guys. I was supposed to have a meeting after this and it got canceled. So I'm going to go do all these like annoying little errands that have been on my to-do list, like m- returning something at Sephora and like cleaning and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So I'm actually like weirdly excited for that.
1: The little things, right?
0: The little things. And we're also, I will say too, we're not drinking right now, which is I mean good and bad mm. so part of me is like I would love to have a glass of wine and part of me is like my pants are starting to feel looser again oh. after the holidays so it's it's been good it's fine it's a journey
1: is that is that a, a dry January or just a week
0: no a like, just like two weeks <laughs> <Or>
1: afternoon <laughs>
0: <laughs> <to> my birthday
1: <laughs> which is the 21st 24th 24th okay yes. 24th and then Alex's is, is the 27th he's become yes. the, the yes. center point of our our podcast here yes
0: <laughs> Alex, I'll have to him, have him on the show next
1: he, yeah he's like give him a chance to defend that moment
0: <laughs> yeah redeem himself <laughs> what are you most excited about today
1: oh well we got ourselves a little Samson um I don't I'm sure your your listeners know Samson inside and out for those no.
0: that don't, it's my dog, and he's okay. super
1: cute. <laughs> he is super cute. We watched Samson last summer, and um, we fell in love with him. And so we last, la- literally last Saturday, we got ourselves a little f- fluffy polar bear of a dog that's going to be like 150 pounds. So, oh,
0: my gosh.
1: And we're just getting to know him. And so I'm just excited about that and you know, just spending the weekend with him, wrestling and whatever else.
0: Aww, what did you end up naming him? Archer. Archer, yeah, I think that was top of my list for the list. It you was had.
1: you. We we helped each other with names recently, right?
0: Yes. Oh my gosh, you're right. <laughs> um, I don't talk about the second business, you guys. It's a surprise, but it okay. helps me with that. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I'm not taking credit for it. I just weighed in. I I'm like. I, I like
0: to take credit for the 5D name though. Of the
1: percent I didn't even know what it was until we got drunk that night with okay. Frank and yes. Jenna. <laughs>
0: So you owe me a new, you owe me another name for something.
1: That's that's a fair trade. I can, that's a fair uh, give back. Fair give back.
0: So tell me about how it is with the dog. Like, have has he been sleeping? Like, has it been an adjustment? Are you guys at the point where you're like, why did we do this? Because you might get there.
1: <laughs> I'm told we're getting there. I, yeah. I, I cannot lie. Like, he's been an angel. Like, oh good. He's, he has slept the the full night every single night since we've had him.
0: Okay. Well, that is very lucky. So he's, I mean, you, you guys just have such a Zen vibe. So that's probably why.
1: Do Quinn and Roman, my daughters have Zen vibes too? Do no. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but Roman does.
1: Roman. That's true. Yes. Yeah. Quinn is very intense, directional, powerful. And Roman's just like a little yeah. bit of that.
0: Quinn's oh. an Aquarius. That's why.
1: Yes. She is very much an Aquarius.
0: Okay. So let's do a chakra shout out. So I just had Dr. Will Cole on the podcast and you guys might know my friend Jenna Cavello from agent nature. She was on episode 11 and we've stayed friends, which is so nice. So they, so her and Will Cole did a collab together and made these like this like adaptogen powder. Um, and it's got all this healthy stuff in it that I don't know enough about to talk about, but it's like, I've been putting it in my smoothies and it's just like that little way to like up-level the health a little bit to feel a little bit more grounded. Um, But I actually have a discount code for you guys. So any Agent Nature products, I use literally all of their skincare. Um, They also have like a new hair pill that was also a collab with Dr. Will Cole. So if you guys use code Agent Amber, then you get 20% I believe it's 20% off yes 20% off um so that's pretty good so DM me if you want information on like what I think you should get because I use everything and I have all the details but um I'm loving the adaption so that's who I want to shout out today
1: good shout out
0: yeah Joel who would you like to shout out today
1: also another doctor Mm -hmm. I will uh I will shout out Dr. Jason Gordon who is, I'm just reading his book, uh, like a finger pointing to the moon. And if you're not familiar with the, the Buddhist expression, it essentially is it means that don't mistake the finger for the moon, right? So mm-hmm. the finger being all the different modalities that we use for healing and religion and philosophy, all those things, they're the finger. Mm-hmm. And the moon is god the universe whichever else right and it's don't it's essentially don't mistake the thing telling you about it for the thing itself because we can sometimes get wrapped up in the myths and and the the teachings as as the thing itself and um he's just an incredible man he was actually an investor in naked my first company and he's a doctor of chinese medicine um, Yogi, uh, he lives down in Miami Beach. Beautiful home. He, he opened up a, a vegan restaurant um, right down there in, in on the whatever on the beach. That uh, every plate, every dish in the in the entire restaurant corresponded with a, a different type of Chinese medicine, color, mm-hmm. pa- all that wonderful stuff. And in my darkest hour of when I was transitioning out of Naked, he flew me down to Miami and did Reiki. We, we talked and um, in another dark hour, you know, years later he sent me two books. Um, One was the Bhagavad Gita and the other was relentless. And he was essentially through that, he was trying to show me the two different sides of, of what a lot of us experience in terms of our duality from wanting to go, go, go and achieve and achieve and letting go and, and getting in the flow. And, and so he i just got his book like a finger pointing to the moon and i'm loving it and so i thought shout him out
0: Mm -hmm. okay i'll have to check that out and i love that that i guess buddhist proverb because i feel like when people attach to the modality or even like the label of oh i'm this religion or i practice you know i'm a reiki master or i'm this or i'm that it's like we block out the capacity for other new, um, like insights or other ideas to come Mm -hmm. through as well.
1: Absolutely. We, you know, he, he talks about like, as we go through our lives, there's these vehicles of transformation, right? And so think of, think of the word vehicle in a literal sense, a vehicle, like a car gets us from one place to another, typically a place we're trying to go. Right. Mm. And so anything that we do, whether it's, aligning our chakras, whether it's uh, taking a transformation course, a mastermind, these are all just vehicles, Mm -hmm. right. Of transformation. And sometimes we get more obsessed with the vehicle itself than the transformation. And what we miss in that is we miss that all our life, those vehicles are changing depending on where we are at that point in our life and Mm -hmm. what we need. And we can like, we might need a rest. We might need a non-structured vehicle. And, but if we can't get past ourselves that like, oh, no, I'm in this program and I can't leave it,
0: mm. then we
1: deny ourselves what our body's calling for, for the next sort of transformation. So,
0: yes. And like, I like how Tony Robbins movie is called, I'm not your guru. Cause like mm-hmm. the context is like, you are your guru. So don't get too attached to anything else. Like your like your inner godliness is going to mm. guide you. Not me.
1: You're hundred percent right yeah I thought that was a great name and a a great one hour you know 90 minute show I thought that was yes phenomenal yes so
0: amazing okay let's jump into our what I call slumber party questions so (laughs) I'm like oh (laughs) (laughs) we keep saying that we're (laughs) where we keep saying that like one night you and janna should sleep over at our place or that me and frank should sleep at your farm but we haven't done it yet but when we do we'll have a slumber party
1: we'll have a slumber party and the dogs will hang out
0: yes oh that'll be so good okay what is your daily ritual
1: uh my daily ritual um all day or just the morning Like morning morning well it i try and i try and have some some flow in it because, you know, you never do know what the morning brings, but for us, it's very, it's very simple. I do stoic journaling. Um, So stoic journaling just poses a series of questions that kind of help us prepare for the day. Um, It came from Marcus Aurelius, but I'm not sure if there's other people who sort of said the similar thing. And there's, there are questions like, what do I face today that I'm, I have fear about or I'm thinking negatively about Mm. there's, you know, reminder to like, what am I? And for that answer for me, it's, you know, I am a physical human, I am energy and I am spirit. I'm I'm all three of these things. And what am I feeling grateful for? Who can I help? And how can I show love to those who do not show me the same? Mm -hmm. And what's one thing that I can let go of today? So I try as many days as I, as I can to start with those questions followed by, you know, a couple of Chapters of um, my book, uh, a book, not my book. <laughs> I'm not just saying they're reading my own damn book every day. <laughs> oh God, could you imagine? Um, <laughs> and uh, and then, you know, I'll probably stay in fast until one-ish. And mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, try, I'll, I'll try and break fast with a workout mm-hmm. after that. And then there'll be a 15 minute, usually, and as I'm not just saying this for your show, usually... Uh, a chakra meditation which I just find to be yeah I mean it's just it's it just like I don't want to go in the morning on like some deep spirit guided meditation into my darkness you know necessarily (laughs) like that that's for like evenings or weekends or something but (laughs) um yeah and and I actually um multiple days a week I homeschool the girls till about 10 a.m so like 8 30 to 10 a.m so that's, that's kind of, that's kind of it, but yeah, don't hold me to it. Cause if I drink <laughs> too much wine,
0: 80, <laughs> <Yeah>. 20, <laughs>
1: like, um, exactly. And I
0: agree. Sometimes I like to do my meditation after my workout too. Like, I feel like I'm more clear and like my body is like, not as like fidgety or antsy. It's like, I've now I've checked off the list of all the things I quote unquote have to do or like want to get done today. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like I can like really sink in.
1: It's it, it's so true, Amberly, because it's not like this. This, there, a the rigidity is like defeats the whole purpose of saying totally. like, I have to do it this way. And I find that meditation is 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 just like when we're trying to be creative. Yeah. You no, know, we get into a flow at a certain time, and I find that the best meditations are when you listen to when it's the right time to have that meditation, and then yeah. you you sit down and you do it, and god it could be two o'clock in the morning who cares like
0: (laughs) yeah (laughs) whatever works for you
1: exactly
0: um I want to know do you have like a word of the year for 2021 or like a specific like vision that you want to embody
1: uh yeah (laughs) (laughs) uh it's it's slowness yeah slow is is the word I
0: And you know, what's so funny. Everyone is saying that it's the same for me. Mine is, mine is grace and flow. Um, and everyone is saying that. And it's so funny because last year was when we all slowed down and we're still feeling like, wait, I need to slow down (laughs) even more. It's like our minds are catching up to it now. And like, okay, I am ready to slow down even more.
1: Mm -hmm. It's, and so what you said grace and flow. Yeah. My, my words for last year were grace and reverence for ah. the process. So um, definitely aligned on that. And, and it's we're, the thing that we don't take into account a lot of the time is even if the world has forced us to slow down a little bit like COVID did for at least a, a pretty solid couple of months here and there, um, we're not necessarily taking into account the mental stimulation that is out there as a result of all these fearful unknowns, as a result of the the massive changing in, in the world, uh, the things that have been happening with the Trump administration and the transition and the Capitol and all the and sort of the crumbling of trust in our in our systems. There's a mental toll that... W- is the one thing I find myself and most people never give themselves credit for. Sure. I get the concept of physical rest is easy, Mm -hmm. but the concept of mental rest is a lot more challenging. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, we're in, we're in winter, right? It's this, it is the season of rest It is the season of darkness. And so I think people are still in that and hopefully there's a big renewal in in the next, you know, sort of April through summer. That's my hope at least.
0: Yes, and that's such a good point. Like you could be resting, like laying on the sofa, but if you're scrolling through Instagram or if you're talking to your partner about the news or even just thinking about like what's going on and trying to make sense of it, like that literally drains your energy.
1: You know, when I was when I was a runner, I used, used to be a runner geek, still a runner geek, but I just don't run. <laughs> um the they, um, I had a sports psychologist coach and he would tell me, you need to stop visualizing your races mm. because you're exhausting yourself playing, you know, sure. Once, twice, get, you know, get the vibe of what you're going to, how you're going to respond to this, how you want to feel. Sure. But then the next 50 times do nothing for you. Right. Yeah. And, uh, it's the same for everything. You know, yeah. it,
0: I do that with my outfit.
1: <laughs> you visualize them the night before
0: <laughs> like what I want to buy and then I'll like I'll realize I'll be like oh I've been in bed for an hour and a half thinking of your outfit <laughs> I should yeah. probably go to bed now
1: that's why you nail it so hard that's all the time why I look <laughs> so funny.
0: okay what is I feel like I know that I, I I somewhere in my brain know the answer to this because your wife and I sat there and analyzed it once but what is your sun, your moon and your rising
1: Oh, do you want me to get her?
0: <laughs> 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 I, I was
1: there too. I think I was talking to, to Frank about.
0: No, we were definitely talking behind your back about the right. way oh, okay. you are.
1: <laughs> just well, you, were you guys together for like three weeks? Because
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
1: that's how long it would take. <laughs> um, I, don't,
0: I don't know. Well, no, um, like what is your like regular sign?
1: Oh, you mean Gem- like Gemini?
0: okay yeah okay yeah oh
1: i'm the one that you don't usually like scorpio that's it because you said that i remember catching that oh i don't really usually like
0: those but I like Joel a little bit yeah I think it was like well and it's funny because like two of my best friends are Scorpio <laughs> but it's like I I always like get so afraid of Scorpios because they're so like in their feeling they're like they're like unpredictable and I'm as an Aquarius like I don't want to feel feelings unless I'm like by myself so sometimes they'll like make me feel feelings I'm like I don't want to do this right now so <laughs> that's one that <laughs> reason if you're a Scorpio no shade but no I think you were a Scorpio moon
1: That sounds that sounds right.
0: I think that's what it was. I'll
1: text. I'll text Jana while we're talking and see if she gets back. Okay. So sorry. What's the question specifically? You need to know
0: your your sun, your moon, your rising.
1: Okay. All right. Done. We'll see if she gets back to me.
0: Perfect. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So let's talk about.
1: You you stumped me.
0: Yes. The questions only get harder oh gosh (laughs) Um, no so your book is about your your journey with your first business naked underwear where I worked I also want to let our listeners know that part of my job description was to attend male underwear photo shoots and tug and adjust their underwear to make sure there weren't any creases so that the underwear looked good in the photo (laughs) you
1: you nailed that for that I remember that first photo shoot you did it was like wow this is so much better than anything we've ever done
0: because I got in there I had no shame I got in there
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's true and you just so you know you uh you make uh, you do make a, a minor appearance in the book but you made a, ma- a massive appearance in my life but you are in the book okay and uh I credit uh some great work you did in Chicago Oh but you, you and you did great work and and you also drank a ton of martinis with Andrew um, <laughs>
0: oh my gosh, yeah I had like the corporate credit card and I took one of our sales rep out for dinner and it was like six hundred and fifty dollars us or something like, what you eat what you guys eat Amberley we went to Smith and Walensky.
1: listen you you gave so much to us I probably cared a little bit because that was a you no know, silly man but like ultimately (laughs) i didn't because you got stuff done (laughs) done. there
0: you go okay so this is like the premise of the book is like going through this journey because the journey of this business for you is wild like you started so young so i want to know like the journey of this business how did that coincide with your spiritual journey Mm. because you were like how how young were you when you launched naked
1: Uh, early 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 20s somewhere somewhere maybe around 22 ish I think
0: okay so were you dabbling in spirituality at that point or did that like awakening kind of happen throughout this process of the business
1: the awakening certainly happened as part of the process uh but I think I I think my parents had given me the the Celestine Prophecy Mm. which is fictional book about energy and it's you know, it's a, just a wonderful read. Um, and that was the only sort of basis I had. And I think my dad was dabbling in Buddhism at the time. Uh, so, you know, there there was that too, but by all means, the journey from now to 5D, you know, is is a byproduct of, of what's happened. And, and that's sort of the, the idea behind the name, Getting Naked. Um, you know, obviously the company was called naked, the underwear was branded naked. And so there's that aspect of it and sort of getting through that business. But the other idea is getting back to yourself or finding yourself in the process of business, because I believe that entrepreneurship is a journey of self-discovery and self-awareness. Mm-hmm. If you let it entrepreneurship in and of itself can be a vehicle of transformation. Totally. Um, well, you know, just going back to like the very roots of it, the first vehicle of transformation is our, our human bodies, right? Like this is the the first vehicle we're given to have this experience of, of ascension and transformation throughout our whole lives. But the problem is we don't necessarily see it. um, Although a heck of a lot more people are seeing it today than, you know, when I started naked and, you know, when you were working at naked Um, and, and the little things along the way, like your focus on chakras, Opened that up for me, right? That wasn't yet part of what I was doing until oh, Amber lee's doing that. What is that? Mm-hmm. And and so it's it's sort of about looking at the things that happen in our journeys as entrepreneurs for the book, and using those as opportunities to do self work, do inner work, do transformational work. Every single one of them, because what we're doing is it's essentially in a process of editing right? We're not trying to add our way to happiness. We're trying to edit out all the bad concepts and negative biases and fear-based thinking that we got taught, didn't know we got taught, no fault of our parents. They didn't know they were teaching it to us. Mm -hmm. And so we're, we're looking at, for instance, whatever kind of situation, maybe I have a of a fight with Alex. Okay. Let's use that as an example. Cause let's use he's, Alex he's, again. <laughs> he's in the, the narrative now.
0: Yeah.
1: And I, and I act really negatively to this. i my head is spinning. I can't stop thinking about it. He's done something that's offended me and I have to ask myself not what has he done? That's offended me. Why did that offend me? Why, what part inside my heart, inside my mind is offended by that action. And if I can, let go or you know work on letting go of that thing um, I free myself up for the next time there's a confrontation the next time there's something that might offend me it, it no longer does mm. it's it's like this thing that Anthony DeMello, DeMello says is you don't fix a problem you understand the problem mm. and then it fixes itself mm. because you're not engaging with it right mm-hmm. and and so it's it's all of that and you know, from a very practical standpoint you know how many mistakes I made at naked. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, and so it's it's the book I wanted to read alongside the journey that helps entrepreneurs ask the questions that they don't know to ask at every stage from, from inception to how I take the leap into my business to how I exit my business and sell it and and go on with my life. So it it helps you, you know, look at all the things that you might face along the way while learning how to face yourself and Mm -hmm. heal yourself in it.
0: I love that. And I feel like so, so many people come to me and they're like, I need to have my life figured out before I start my business. I'm like, no, no, you start that business. You're going to figure your life out pretty quickly. Like All you right. have no choice. Um, and yeah, I love the concept of like getting naked is like stripping away the old programming. Like we call it like, we call it like the the, the big forgetting, which is what we use, like a term we use in like multi is like, mm. that's about remembering, but you can't remember until you forget.
1: Mm-hmm. You have to free up the space.
0: Yes. You know,
1: exactly. it's, it, it, it's like with anything like that, right? Like you feel how much better literally in the physical, right? Because we're talking physical, energetic, spiritual, right? It's like mm-hmm. physical. If I clean my space, all of a sudden I feel mm-hmm. the physical openness of that, right? The ability to let in, take that to how many things you say yes to I bet you you're a scholar of no where you're like I'm going to say no to like 99% oh, yeah. of things right because what you say yes to means that you close the door on so many things mm-hmm. going forward um yeah. you fill up space
0: mm-hmm. yeah I feel like I'm also the master of just going being like eh, I feel too busy lately I'm going to go through my calendar and cancel like half of what's in there and yes. like, maybe I'll reschedule and maybe I don't. Like, maybe it felt aligned when I booked this thing, but if it doesn't now, then I'm not gonna do it.
1: That's so, that's so brilliant. And, you know, kind of along those lines, um, not exactly, but, but kind of, there was this uh, big time investor, his name's Brad Feld. And I was listening to him talk and he was saying that he had to learn this lesson with regards to the calendar and the inbox for vacations and how for the 20 years of his life, He just, you know, on the vacation, he's responding to emails or the last three days, he's trying to read 500, whatever, a thousand emails to get caught up. And he's like, and then he realized I'm just reliving that week. And I didn't even take my vacation. I didn't take the break. And so now he puts out an auto responder that says, I'm not going to read your email if it's important send it back to me in two weeks. Yeah, And it's so hard. Cause what are we worried about? We're worried right. about what's, what we're not like, what we, a, what we don't know and what we think we need, even if we don't know it. Yeah. Right. And
0: what if it all burns to the ground? <laughs> like It's crazy. We're not that important. Like if other people are there helping manage it, like yeah. then it's fine. And Frank and I always say like, we've been, Frank and I have like been around the world and like, our, like we always say, like probably one of our favorite vacations, I'm going to say like our favorite vacation was an all-inclusive in Mexico where we put our phones in the safe for a full yeah. seven days in Denmark. Yeah, you
1: did. <laughs> <laughs> and you don't have anything to worry about, you know, it's right. like your people are taking care of you. That's, that's what we need.
0: Yeah. 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 Knowing that we're supportive. And like, so this is actually something that came to me in my meditation today, because my story is always I'm not supported. I'm not supported. I'm not supported. Some people have like, I'm not enough or, um, uh, I don't have enough or, you know, people don't like me or I'm not good enough. Like people just have like their own kind of story. Mine is I'm not supported. So Mm -hmm. in my meditation today, I got like this download from this like new crazy galactic spirit guide that I'm working with. Um, and I wrote it down. Where did I put it? It said, The only way to be supported is if you are supporting yourself and accepting support from the universe, which is like so simple. (laughs) But Okay. So let's have a quick chat about luxury and spirituality. If you are listening to this, I am sure you enjoy the finer things in life, that you're super intentional. And that means you would love my jewelry brand Prism and know And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code ChakraGirl at checkout. It's like, if I'm like, I can't expect people to, to be my supporter. Like I need to just, I need to delete the story of like, I'm not supported and be like, okay, how can I support myself more? Because we're grown-ups now. And that's just the way that it is. <laughs> and supporting Absolutely. yourself is taking those breaks. Like it's honoring yourself, honoring your body, like putting yourself first.
1: You're so again, you're you're so right. And and it's and the funny you say like this idea about we're grown-ups now. Mm-hmm. And that's something that's been on my mind a lot mm-hmm. from the standpoint of you know, one sort of, I think it's Carl Jung. Jung
0: yeah, I know. You, I know thought, about. Yeah.
1: He talks about these archetypes um, yeah. and how most of us are, are still stuck in the child version of all the different archetypes that, that a human being. Embodies.
0: Yes, 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 yes. And if
1: you're there, you can't support yourself because yeah. you're in a Who's gonna take care of me minds?
0: Exactly. And it's like, and I think we've talked about this before too, like different like parent issues, whether you have like mommy issues or daddy issues, and you're like, boom, for me, and like my mom like wasn't there the way I needed her to be. And then it's like now I'm expecting my husband to be there in <laughs> the way that my mom wasn't. I'm like, why? Like, I don't want my husband to be my mom. Like, why am I wanting that? <laughs> like, I need to do that. So I'm actually reading a book right now. Oh shit, I can't remember. I'll link it in the show notes, but it's something about about, um it's about like healing the mother wound, which mm-hmm. is really interesting, but I'll link it to you guys in the show notes. But that is something that's been on my mind as well. So maybe there's something collectively going on where it's like, okay, we are our own parents now, and we can't like anytime our like inner child comes out to be like, you don't help me or whatever, it's like okay, how can I give this little child self what she needs right now?
1: Mm-hmm. And part of that is that again, like talk about grace um reverence on um, being gentle on herself having self-compassion these are to to the to the fact that like yeah we all got mommy wounds um yeah. or dad or daddy wounds and in part this isn't again the fault of the parents in part society wanted that way us, mm-hmm. that way because they wanted us to be dependent mm-hmm. not independent right independent is scary it's It's, it's uncontrollable. It's, and so we're just, we're so programmed to hold on to that dependence because it makes us so susceptible to everything that we get fed Mm -hmm. all the time. And the thing that is is even that sort of the next step is that it's not just about healing necessarily your, like your wound with your mom. There's a whole line Mm -hmm. that can transcend generations of wounds.
0: And like dimensions and different, like galactic, like, you know, it's like, it's not even just us, like it's everywhere.
1: It is. And we, we need to, I think one of the most important things that we can do as, as whether we're parents or whether we're mentors is to help heal the line, because I've seen this in the, in literally in the flesh where, when one person deals with their own shit in, in one particular facet, because we all have piles of it, but mm-hmm. let's say we dealt with one, you can see that behavior, I'll use my child as an example, It, without having done anything specific for my daughter, my eldest daughter. When I healed something in me that she was clearly carrying, I saw that she stopped carrying it, mm-hmm. right? And so for us, the most important thing we can do, or one of them at least is that by healing ourselves we realize that we're actually helping heal the whole line we're helping mm-hmm. heal generations or like you said dimension all these like i mean that's really it right it's infinite but yeah and so that's that's been a huge thing for me is to you know when i when i look at myself
0: okay so let's have a quick And every piece also comes with an intention setting ritual to infuse your own intentions into your jewelry to just create the best life. So go to prismlifestyle.co and use code Chakra Girl at checkout.
1: Well, if it's like, what, what, what is one of the reasons I'm doing all this? It is it's, it's
0: mm-hmm.
1: it is for me, but it's for them too.
0: Totally. And it's like, if you were to have gone to your daughter and tried to fix her, it wouldn't have worked. It's like, you need to fix you. And by virtue of fixing you, it fixes everyone around you. It like elevates their energy as well.
1: Yeah, all, you know, the boat, uh, all, all ships rise together type thing and that's, yes. and I think that there's a lot of people starting to see this. And, yeah. and unfortunately there's still a lot that, that aren't and, and that's why the work you do is so great and, uh, and so important and I think it will, it's gonna have some sort of snowball effect here and you know, in the coming years. At least I
0: hope people are waking up definitely yes. absolutely So, as it relates to the the context of the book and what's in there what would you say was like maybe the biggest um uh, like spiritual breakthrough that you had through that experience um well There's probably so many <laughs> but
1: <laughs> it's it's not in the book yeah um b- and forgive me for not putting it in the book. It wasn't, it wasn't intentional necessarily, but
0: it's our exclusive shocker <laughs> girl content. And this now.
1: Is, <laughs> this is exclusive shocker girl content
0: <laughs> literally
1: because I've literally never talked about it before um, in a public setting. And, and that was a, um, an ayahuasca journey. And mm. uh, now it wasn't like, it wasn't like a one and done. Oh gosh, I'm feeling bad ayahuasca journey I'm healed mm. yeah, you know it wasn't like that yeah, a lot
0: of people think that that's what it is and that's what's like people are kind of looking for that quick fix but that's so true like it's like I, I haven't done it but I know that it's not just like okay now you're healed
1: absolutely and they and they say that right and you know you got people doing it every bloody weekend and I that's not like an insult to mother Aya and and her gifts because because she's like one of the most beautiful healers and decomposers of the stuff that we carry. And you never know if she's going to take you astral or she's going to ground you in the most powerful way. Um my wife and I did it together and um and in sort of the accumulation of all the selfishness that I had, because a lot of a lot of us are fueled by our insecurity, right? Mm-hmm. I I'm I'm very much have been fueled by my insecurity, which led yeah. me to make really poor, selfish decisions. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I, I pretty much missed the first two years of my daughter's life. Uh, I was on the road 200 days a year of each of those years. And, um, and so naturally that put my marriage on the rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, and we have a choice, you know, we're, we're married and it's like, what's the choice? Is the choice to separate or is the choice to do the work that's entailed to have a successful marriage? And that means, that means adapting together, right? And so we decided there was sort of this two-year journey that began um, first with the intention. Then we found a shaman. We did counseling with the shaman in preparation of a, a ceremony with medicine. And the first ceremony was actually psilocybin. Um, and she's a wonderful healer as well, a lot gentler than ayahuasca. Um, uh, the type of experience with psilocybin, if you're sitting with a shaman is one where in which you can close your eyes or put on a sleeping mask and you can go really deep into, to, to beautiful and sometimes very challenging work. And then you can come back out and you can actually have a conversation with, in my case, my wife or, um, in, in many cases, the shaman, who's there to help you interpret and process, right? So you can kind of go in and out, in and out. Mm-hmm. Ayahuasca is just like down the rabbit hole, right? Mm-hmm. And it's the, the shamans chanting and singing and music that helps guide that journey, but they can't really, it's harder, it's harder for them to work with you directly. I've obviously seen it, but even in that first one with psilocybin, Jan and I were the, the shaman, made us sit together she put the entire group around us and um you know we're balling we you know we're in the medicine and she's making me look at her and like just like really look at her Mm -hmm. and make a commitment at at my wife yes not at the shaman yeah (laughs) (laughs) and and make that intention a commitment and then and so that was really the first time where I was like, wow this I don't know if I could have done that without the medicine. Mm. Now I can without the medicine, but I don't know if I could have then Mm. to, to, to be so open. Mm. Um, And I don't, I won't belabor it too much longer, but anyway, this two and a half year journey of of preparation led to an ayahuasca ceremony. And I've shared this with you actually, Amberly. you, you you know, but um, I wanted to heal the wound that I, I created with, with my daughter for not having been there and more personally, when I found out that she, uh, when I found out that my wife was pregnant and I had this business and I was hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt and I had no idea how I was gonna make it work, I was terrified and, and I didn't want to have a kid. Mm. And I said that, I verbalized it. Mm. And well, you and I both know, when you say shit like that, you know that doesn't just fade out, like it is, uh, it's there. And so, it wasn't necessarily my intention to go back and and what and with what happened but I ended up visiting my daughter in the womb and and uh and uh she uh sorry <laughs> <verbal>. <laughs> she um she was there and I was there and I said I want you I want you and and she had a very traumatic birth and I said this is going to be really traumatic for you you know be strong and she said, don't worry, I got this. And it wasn't like a little fetus talking. It was more just like, <laughs> you know, you yeah. heard it, you felt it. And then literally after that happened, the next moment I'm in, I'm in the hospital room. Again, this is, you know, eight years later. Um, and I had, again, it's very personal, but um, when my wife had been born, she had had an episiotomy. And, uh, and so obviously, you know, that means that, they're cut open in the process of trying to retrieve the child. And uh, I remember looking at her and being grossed out Mm. in the moment. And I didn't even know I needed to heal that. And then in that moment, you know, eight years later, when I'm in the medicine, I got to go back there. And I looked again in that, and I, I, I just worshiped this part of my wife's body that was able to do this and endured so much to birth my child Mm. that, you know, and I I had no preconception that that was even in me that I was carrying that Um, because it was just a fleeting moment in my Mm. life eight years ago. And so those two things were just, when those weights were lifted, all of a sudden, a lot of weights became easier to lift things. I was Mm. carrying And, um, there's still more work to do, but that, that was really a huge turning point
0: for me. Mm. And so at what point of your business did all of this happen? And like, what, what changes did it trigger for you?
1: It, it all happened at the, at the very end, when I was selling the company to Mm -hmm. another lingerie company.
0: Mm -hmm. And
1: so I would, I, in a a sense, I guess to, to borrow a metaphor was being birthed uh, or in major transition. And we, you and I Both know, and I'm sure all your listeners know that transition is the time when all the stuff starts opening up because Mm -hmm. you're you're no longer on solid ground, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Especially if you don't have trust or feel supported. Um, And so this was like a two year. I have to give up this business, and it wasn't. It was in between successful and not. There was things that were successful, you know, and there was things that. Were still quite difficult within the business, and so I had to come to terms with all that. And it was a two-year out from the time that we put it onto the Nasdaq, and we I think we raised like twenty-five million dollars, and and um, and to the time when I was fully out of it. So it yeah. happened right at that moment.
0: Mm. That is wild. <gasps> that and this again, just like full circle, is the journey that happens when you have a business like i feel like people that start a business from a place of ego which most of us do it's like the universe's way of teaching us these hard lessons that we need to learn because we Mm -hmm. wouldn't listen otherwise it's like i'm gonna let you put yourself out there in this like the way that you feel you want to and then i'm gonna like like face you with all of these shadows (laughs) And it's like a very like rapid and well, not super, it's not always rapid, but it's just like a very deep way of being faced with your shadows. It's almost like a business is a channel for your, for your growth. So absolutely.
1: And it, and you're bang on and it's, I actually would like to know yours one day. Cause I don't know if I like fully know all the, all the shocker girl, shadow stuff that you dealt with, um, because I just saw all the amazing things that you were doing on the outside, on the outside. But, you know, this is, this is really to borrow, um, oh God, why is his name forgetting? Uh, the heroes, the hero's journey, which is, um, it'll, it'll come to me, but this idea that, you know, true courage, true wisdom is facing a known enemy, not an unknown enemy. So uh, or replace enemy for challenge mm-hmm. and so when we go out and you know we're driven by the ego we we're not courageous mm-hmm. we are we're maybe sort of bra- naively brave right mm-hmm. yeah and and the like
0: uh, like what's the word like what's the word when you think you deserve a lot entitled
1: <laughs> entitled
0: <laughs> yeah. naturally
1: <laughs> yeah um and and these are not terrible things because if you didn't have like insecurity can fuel greatness but if we don't deal with the insecurity then it becomes the thing that poisons everything else that we do yeah um and as we go along this hero's journey we face the things like you said your shadow along the way the challenges that present the opportunities to face the challenge and only once we we transition into a little bit less ego, you know, we're not going to get rid of the ego, mm-hmm. We become more selfless, we start to understand why we're doing the things we're doing in the, in other words, we're, we're being courageous, we still know what's at stake. Mm-hmm. It, that's, that's sort of when we become full circle, we become mm-hmm. changed. But the thing, the myth, oh, and it's Joseph Campbell, by the way, the hero's journey. Mm-hmm. The myth is that it's one and done. You get one hero's journey. It's not that a lifetime is hero's journey after hero's journey, after hero's oh, journey, after hero's exactly. journey, right?
0: Exactly. I know. And even when you're asking, you're like, oh, I don't know. You're, I'm like, there's so many, like, I can't even think of just one. And I think, I remember like the moment when I realized like, oh, wait, you don't actually care about money. Like, or you don't actually care about this or stuff doesn't make you happy. And then I was like, oh yeah, that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, I- it's like, it's like, there's always, different it's like this, here's the thing life is ascension life is an upward spiral where we're going up and then we dip down a little bit and then we go up and then we dip down a little bit but when you dip down you're never as low as your last dip down and when you go up you're never you, you're always a little bit higher mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <sighs> true.
1: what what you were talking about there is um it's uh, Isaiah Berlin's two concepts where there's negative liberty and there's positive liberty. And negative liberty is freedom through things. So freedom because you have money.
0: Mm-hmm. And when
1: you have money, you can deal with problems and different things in, in ways yeah. that you couldn't. But positive liberty is, is liberty of the soul, is liberty of of, of your your shadow in, or at least the tools to cope with your strat, uh, mm-hmm. your shadow in different ways. And that's really... we should all be striving for is that positive liberty
0: yes i would say contentment over ecstasy like if we're looking for ecstasy in this like huge like rush like that's usually some kind of like dopamine Mm -hmm. and ego infused thing that we're going after like the things that actually feed our soul are the tiny little things like watching the sunset, cuddling with your dog, cuddling with your wife, playing with your kids, like just little, like people that you can be present with. Like, I feel like whenever like the four of us spend time together, like at, at, like Joel lives on this beautiful farm and we just like would go and eat beautiful food and play bocce. And like (laughs) those moments that you're like, that's what matters. That's what actually feeds your soul. And yeah, does having money, afford, um, a little bit, like maybe a little bit more opportunity to do that because you don't feel as much pressure to make a bunch of money depends, depends on, it depends who you are and depends if you're letting yourself have those moments. Mm-hmm. Absolutely.
1: It's, it's, it's the only, it's really the only lesson. I mean, once you like get over that, like, the there's only some... yes. <laughs> really,
0: that's the only lesson, That all that matters is those moments. Like, that is, and it's like, you have to be reminded and reminded over and over again of it. But um, that's that's always the baseline of the lesson is that love and like mm-hmm. presence is what the soul needs always.
1: There's there's this story that I share in the book um, and it's about this this banker uh, who worked in the World Trade uh, Center when it came down on 9-11. And I'd heard it on the radio and the wife was recounting the story of speaking to him as the tower went down. Mm. And uh, so he called her and said, you know, the tower's been hit and I can't get out. And I th- think they talked about fucking money. You know, exactly. they talked about, they talked about love. They talked about their children. They talked about the moments that they had together up until you know, she heard him start coughing and, and then, yeah. you know, she heard, she heard the building go down and she, she did not hang up the phone mm-hmm. the rest of the day mm. because she knew the second that she hung up the phone, mm-hmm. he would, it would be real that he, that he was gone. And I mean, that's just it, right? It's like, why does it take that for us to, to rem- yeah. remember what's important, right? Yeah. I mean, as a banker, for sure they had money. Maybe. Yeah. But so that,
0: that's not okay. Well, Joel, I told you I don't like catching feelings. What are you doing here, Scorpio Moon? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry,
0: <laughs> I almost <laughs> cried. Okay, this is not okay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Sorry. Oh, I, I don't want to earn a bad reputation. I don't want to earn my Scorpio reputation. Yeah.
0: So. <laughs> uh, okay. I know. Are you okay to go over time a little bit? yeah okay so because one other topic before we move on to manic moments and manifesting that we always get into in our wine-induced conversations with you and I and my husband and your wife um is the balance of masculine and feminine um and I feel like when you were talking about that doctor I can't remember his name who gave you those two books I am like was one of them was that kind of the concept of like relentless was maybe like the masculine and like the um Bhag- I never know.
1: Bhagavad, Gita.
0: Bhagavad Gita was uh, the feminine. Like, is that like, has that kind of always been a theme in your journey as well as balancing the two? Uh,
1: absolutely. And understanding them because I don't think, I, I think recently, but I don't think that we even fully understand what that means today because we're not, I keep going back to being raised, but we're not raised in a way that teaches us to embrace our true feminine and our true masculine, Mm -hmm. you know, because we, again, we create all these concepts. What is masculine, uh, masculinity? Is it being a soldier? Is it, um, is it being able to make lots of money? Are those masculine qualities? Um, and we latch on as a society, we latch on to like a few specific things that define masculinity. And we don't realize that masculinity is also about being able to hold the space, mm-hmm. being able to be the rock that the feminine crashes against. Mm-hmm. And that's not to say the feminine is weak. It's, it's more powerful than the masculine, they need each other. And, but in its, in its sort of simplest essence, the masculine is sort of space and time. It's holding the space and it's holding the time or it's keeping Mm -hmm. the time. Mm -hmm. And it's very directional. And the feminine is this beautiful, powerful, sometimes chaotic um, energy that is just creating and creating and creating. And, And as we like, as we move into, you know, becoming more awake and we're like, well, you know, we're gonna make a female politician. Um, we're going to elect the first female president or whatever the case is, right? These, these conversations we have, that doesn't necessarily mean that that person is a, is representing femininity right. and the feminine energy to the world. And, and so we need to teach our children again, to, to understand that, um, you know, we, we all have this both in us and, and at different times some is shining and at other times others is shining and and sometimes we're more masculine and Mm -hmm. sometimes we're more feminine and we shouldn't be afraid of these things we shouldn't label them as Mm -hmm. such because that energy is flowing through men and women
0: oh totally! yeah and knowing that we are all both
1: we are all both because you don't have one without the other right it's and, and ultimately it's not even one and the other, it is one. It's one relationship, right? Yeah. Um, and so- it's like the a battery.
0: The, like the battery has like the negative uh, and the positive, right? Yeah. Like it literally like scientifically, like there's always, I don't know like the scientific terms but I'm sure every single cell has you know an attracting, uh, and uh, and uh, I don't know what the other word would be like negative, a positive
1: and a negative, a positive and yeah. a
0: negative. Like every cell has that, and we are made of cells, so we are all meant to have that. And I feel like it's not, uh, to your point, like we're not raised in that way. For example, my nephew is extremely creative, like so creative. Um, like he, like shocks me sometimes but of course guess what in school he thinks he's dumb because he doesn't learn in the same way as these other kids um and it's like this like our school system is so linear mm-hmm. and so like this is the time you do this this is the time we do that and it's like there's no flow there's no um room for adjustment, or there's no room for your own personal flow. Like it's all so rigid and it's all very masculine based. So yeah, I mean, we're all kind of put into that place and women as well. Women are, you know, not, okay. So I shouldn't say women, but people who are, um, predominantly have feminine energy and lean more towards the feminine energy that is not how they should work. Like even like in offices and like, you know, I don't know. It's just like, it doesn't like, it's not natural. <laughs> so I love that you homeschool your kids. That's amazing. Um,
1: we do a mediocre job, but. <laughs> we...
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, they're great. <laughs> but, but, uh,
1: and I know I didn't specifically answer your question about the two books. I mean, um, because one is a religious text, it's right. It's hard to directly compare them and actually the Bhagavad Gita is more essentially a lot of it takes place on this battlefield and and the um, Arjuna who is I guess he's representing God in this case um, they're at they're at the a battlefield and um, and Arjuna's like no 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 I, I cannot fight all these people on the other side because I know them all mm. and and then actually God um, in the form of a chariot kind of takes Arjuna to the middle of the battlefield. and says, no, look closer. This is your fear. This is your anger. This is your jealousy. This is your hatred. You know them because of course we know all those things, but you need to defeat them. So, you know, that, and that is the journey of, of your life is to defeat these, these negative biases that we have in, the, in these, in this junk we carry around. And so, mm-hmm. it, but then, but then, yes, because essentially one of the main principles of it is, you know, you are not entitled to the results of your work. You are just entitled to your work in the service of, of God. So it, and relentless, yes, is, is incredibly masculine. There could not be a more masculine book on, the, uh, about, about the, the, the mindsets of what drives the world's greatest athletes is a relentless, mindset with it where there's very little feminine and and it's really it's really so simple to think about do we all enjoy being in nature well nature's feminine do we all enjoy being at the ocean well the ocean is feminine energy so we all need it but Mm. we but until it's like vacation mode we just like well we can't touch that because you know that's so
0: exactly
1: and and then there's a lot of archetypal stuff built into this which we won't have time to get into but that's that's where the shaping of the, and the transition from child energy to adult energy comes through the understanding of our masculine and feminine mm-hmm. selves. Right. And that's, that's literally an entire podcast on its own. So we won't get into it, but we
0: we'll convene. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Okay. We're going to move on to manic moments and manifesting where we talk about our last meltdown and the last time we manifested. So I'm going to, I'm going to do a naked underwear meltdown that I had years ago. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) So I remember like, okay, so Frank knows this about me and probably anyone that knows me knows about me. I, my attention to detail is subpar at best. I do like, if I am told to like book, a dinner reservation, I'll make it at the wrong restaurant or the wrong time or for the wrong amount of people, like guaranteed there'll be something wrong with it. Um, and when I first started at Naked Underwear, I had like a very junior position and I used to have to like book the travels and the trade shows. And like, I was like, my brain just does not work this way. And I remember one day I had just had it. And I think it was after this Alex incident where he was like telling me to book his flight like in front of this girl but I feel like you had already told me that I don't have to book flights anymore cuz I was like I just can't and I remember that I remember having like this full on meltdown I was like I will not do this again and Frank was like okay <laughs> you need to like talk to like he's like you're not going to get through to Alex you need to talk to Joel <laughs> and I was like okay and I remember so vividly sitting in the closet I don't know why I sat in the closet because I was I think this was probably the first time I ever like went to a boss to like set a boundary and I sat in the closet and I was like very matter of fact and I I think I I tried not to get emotional I may have at some point um but I remember just being like this is what I will do this is what I will not do and you were like okay (laughs) sure yeah okay sure yeah okay well those things you don't want to do like have this person do them and that's fine I was like oh okay (laughs) very shortly after that you guys gave me a big raise so
1: So you manifested the hell out of that like
0: (laughs) So. So for anyone listening that is either still in their job or even people who have like a client-based business and you're not setting boundaries, go sit in the closet, and (laughs) set your boundaries and then more money always comes in and you always, and similarly to what we were talking about before about um, how you have to remove stuff in order for the right stuff to come in. Like I had to remove, like, these are things that I don't want to do anymore. These are things that are not aligned with, with my biggest, you know, value that i could be giving you guys and um and yeah and then everything got a little bit better after that but i still wanted to start my own business
1: <laughs> okay i i know i think that uh, one time alex said no to me about like going somewhere and i probably was in a closet like manifesting and crying after that yeah. like, i think i own this company why is, why is this happening but and and again Alex is a lovely, awesome guy, and he's crushing oh, he it in life. But, yeah, but, um, but yeah, those those are probably all true. And so, I, I guess I'll share on the similar theme of boundaries um, and to bring it right to the present. Like, I have a book launching. I have I'm in the process of selling Kosan. Uh, I'm, I'm I've launched Five D, which you mentioned at the beginning, and I also have a film coming out and a course and. And I also do a lot of consulting for companies. Um, and when you, when I don't believe in having all these balls in the air to begin with, but it is what it is. It's a moment in time, and so a lot of the CEOs, they they're not they don't give a shit about your calendly link. They don't care about like what schedule you have. They're old school, like go 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 now now now. Yeah. And so I'm you know a couple of weeks ago literally just. All hours of the night, just getting bombarded by CEOs. I need this from you, Joel. Can you help me with this? This that and I. I was on the floor, immobile, mm-hmm. um, because I was so overwhelmed by the 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 sheer demands that were coming my way. And you know, I'm seasoned and to some degree, right? I've been mm-hmm. dealing in these in these circles for many many years, and yet it's still it still can, can get to you because I, I can't, I have a tough time. You know, when you say I just cancel the meeting and don't fill it, I have a tough time doing that. And so my time was so abused. I was so, I felt so physically and mentally taken advantage of, or un, I, I did not protect myself enough that there were nothing for, for a few hours, there was literally none of me left. I was literally on the floor. My wife is like, you know, sort of just, Patting my back, trying to bring me back down to earth. Right, I'm not even in my body at this point, and she's she can sense those types of things. Right, she's like, yeah, you're not. I don't even feel you in your body right now. There's, mm-hmm. you know, it's like when Voldemort gets like his soul cut into, like he gives it all to all these Horcruxes. I felt like that. Like there's I nothing. I, I
0: don't. I don't know what that
1: Harry is. Harry Harry Potter. Like, <laughs> like uh, sorry. But he divides his soul. That's what <laughs> That's I felt like. like. Like there was nothing left of my soul that was mine. Mm-hmm. Um I hope some of your listeners appreciate the probably drop. Um, <laughs> and so for me, the, if, if, if nature or like rewilding are not an option, the only thing that gets me back into my body and back into the feminine is warm water is a bath. Mm-hmm. And, um, and you know, that was like four days in a row of baths. Jana usually comes in with me, you know, just, Grounding, grounding, grounding back into my body. It must have
0: been really wrinkly after. That.
1: <laughs> Very pruny.
0: Very Oh <laughs> uh, so, no! And then, so then the manifestation is you get to have baths with your hot wife.
1: <laughs> well, that is true. Well, I guess I forgot that part of the question, but um, it yeah. that uh, What did I manifest? I guess yeah. Just I needed baths with my hot wife. So yeah. <laughs> It is good. I mean, we, yeah, that's our, that's our. Have you set
0: the boundaries now?
1: Started to, yeah. Yeah,
0: Starting to, to, even starting to. And I said this um, to my clients the other day because I was feeling kind of like overwhelmed. I talked about this on my last episode and I actually wrote down everything that I do in my business. And then I asked myself, does this light me up? Does this light me up? Does this light me up? And I just put like, yes, no, or meh beside them. And even just doing that and being like, okay, so all these things that are no. And starting, I was like, I'm kind of like opening up to guidance on like exciting or like fun ways to either hire someone or like change this up a little bit. And then it started being exciting, like a game, like, oh, I could do this or, oh, what if I did that? Um, And even just setting the intention and not having made any moves yet it was like energetically setting the boundary and like emotionally being like, I'm not doing it this way anymore. Even that is just like a huge weight off your shoulders.
1: Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I call that exercise play, pause, stop, you oh. know, what, what, um, what keeps going. That's a play. What gets paused that or sits on the shelf and what's you're never going to touch it again. It's mm-hmm. the full stop. Um, but, you know, you made me, you made me think about that actually, you know, I really haven't done, enough manifesting around that moment. Mm. Um, but if, if I do it, it's probably just to, to, to channel the strength to set those boundaries, mm-hmm. um, to honor my calendar, you know, if I, if I, put in space and stuff like that. So mm. I will spend some time with that. Thank you. Amberlee.
0: You're welcome. Well, okay. I feel like we need to make you a co-host or something. Cause I feel like we always just talk for hours. Anytime. <laughs> <laughs> we got to have like a five part episode, <laughs> um, but thank you. This was amazing. I feel like there's so many things I wanted to ask you, but we'll uh, we'll have to definitely do this again. Thank you so much, Joel. Um, Tell us where we can buy your book and where we can find you online.
1: Absolutely. So the book's available February first um, on Amazon. It's going to be uh, Kindle and Audible. And uh, so I, I read it, and uh, I probably say some words wrong. So <laughs> bear with me. Um, but yeah, it, you can get it pre-order now. But uh, really, February first is the is the launch date. And uh, you know, it's been a ten-year journey. So I'm just I'm just super excited and relieved. And uh, for everything else, like my blogs and whatever else I mess around with, it's just at joelprimus.com or, or you can kind of find it all at joel.primus on Instagram.
0: Amazing. Well, thank you so, so much, everyone. Thank you for listening. Go grab the book, check (laughs) Joel out on all the socials, read his blog. He's amazing. And we will catch you guys next week. Bye guys. Thank you so much for listening. Remember, karma's real. So if you love this episode, go leave a comment, rate us five stars, and subscribe. And you're going to manifest a mini heart chakra upgrade because you've got to give if you want to receive. Also, make sure to follow me on Instagram at girl co and shoot me a DM. I'm here to chat. Also, you can find more info on this episode at ChakraGirlCo.com. That's where you're going to access the show notes. And while you're on my website, check out the newest online hotspot the chakra girl glam and grounded membership we would love to help you activate those chakras babe so step into that chic life and join us in the glam and grounded membership love you mean it see you next tuesday thanks for listening